This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for Food Fables. Dimitri was sitting on the curb out back of the original farmer's market in Los Angeles, sipping his morning green tea, greeting farmers as they carried in their crates of produce. He smiled at the mounds of apples, figs, cauliflower, kale, pears, and pomegranates, the welcome parade of a new season, dancing in with the crisp morning air. A few farmers were gathered together at the tailgate of an unloaded truck, taking a quick coffee break. One of them called out to Dimitri. You find the apple of your eye? He winked. Dimitri stood and made his way to the gathering. I can't help but fall for fall. He winked in return. This guy's been living in L.A. just three months, and he's already catching up with us weekly. One farmer playfully bumped his fellow farmer's elbow, nearly spilling the green juice that the second farmer was sipping instead of coffee. Celebrities who love kale and why you should too. A third farmer walked up, holding a few kale leaves in both hands, which he used like fans as he bowed to the farmer with green juice. The first farmer joined in as they both shouted, All hail King Kale! The group laughed as the farmer who was being teased raised his green juice to the crowd with a big smile. Yeah, yeah, we'll see who's laughing tomorrow after our debauchery tonight for this old man's birthday. He clinked the coffee cup of the first farmer who had teased him, and the group laughed even harder. You know, I'm just playing. I might hate fads, but I do love kale. So does Gwyneth Paltrow, the second farmer whispered with a wink as he sipped his green juice. Dimitri giggled to himself. I love how involved food is in our traditions, our superstitions, our mythology, and our culture, even celebrity culture. You know the name kale is a Scottish word derived from coals or collis terms used by the Greeks and Romans in reference to the whole cabbage-like group of plants. The German word coal has the same origin and translates to cabbage. In Scotland, kale is such an important part of their traditional diet that the word became synonymous with food in some Scottish dialects. To be off one's kale is to feel too ill to eat. In some northwestern German towns, it is customary to hold a kale tour each January, where you visit a country inn and eat your fair share of kale and sausage, and even crown a local celebrity as Kale King. The group lit up, big smiles filled their cheeks as they once again turned to the farmer with the green juice and repeated, All hail the Kale King! Dimitri took one of the kale leaves and held it up in front of the gathering as they quieted down, eager for him to continue. Many disagree about when humans first tasted kale, but it is known that the ancient Greeks cultivated leafy greens, and early Roman manuscripts included references to brassica, 
a word that encompassed wild turnips, cabbages, and kale-like plants. To increase the amount of food they could get from the wild cabbage plant, the ancient Greeks and Romans preferentially planted seeds from the plants that had larger leaves. After much time, the many generations of such selective breeding produced a leafy version of wild cabbage that looked more like modern-day kale or collard greens. Dimitri waved the kale leaf in front of him. By the Middle Ages, kale had spread through Europe and Asia. The Italians developed kale plants with dinosaur scales, while the Scottish created varieties with frilly leaves, and the Russians produced kale plants that could survive in the snow. In the recent decade here in the U.S., kale did develop into what many thought was just a fad. But indeed, the hearty leafy green has stuck around. Today we make kale smoothies, or green juices. Dimitri winked at the farmer, who raised his juice in cheers. Kale chips, kale salads, and hundreds of other kale recipes. While it is still more popular in other regions of the world, like Denmark, Italy, Portugal, and Scotland, the average American will consume roughly two or three cups of kale each year. Looking back over its history, this isn't exactly kale's first time in the spotlight. In fact, it was notorious for another fad quite early on. You see, cabbage and kale were an ancient hangover remedy. The ancient Greeks ate boiled kale to help with drunkenness. And the Romans, too, ate it before and after meals, a practice that even Cato advised to his countrymen, saying it will make you feel as if you had not eaten and you can drink as much as you like. Even Egyptian pharaohs would eat large amounts of cabbage before a night of drinking, believing that it would allow them to drink more alcohol without feeling the effects. See, I'm in good company, the farmer said, taking a victory sip of his green juice. Dimitri smiled raised his leaf of kale as if to cheers, and took a big bite of the leafy green. But it makes you wonder, where did such a connection come from? This relationship between drink and cabbages like kale. One explanation comes, of course, from ancient Greek and Roman mythologies alike. Dimitri took one more bite of the kale leaf, and, as always, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. According to ancient Greek and Roman mythology, Dionysus, the god of wine, stumbled, perhaps quite literally, into the realm of King Lycurgus of Thrace, a region in southeast Europe now split among Bulgaria, Greece, and Turkey. When King Lycurgus learned that a tipsy Dionysus was loitering on his land, he was enraged. Get out of my sight, out of my kingdom! Take your wine, your hazy head, and stumble your way out, same way you came in. There's no place for you and your foolery in my realm. Now be gone. Me, a fool, says the man with such a brazen tongue to speak to a god in such a way. Huh. As you wish, Dionysus said sarcastically with a partial bow, arms flung wide, spilling wine over the brim of the glass in his hand, a grin painted on his lips, reflected in his eyes which remained locked on the king. I shall leave you with a parting gift of the same vein as your graciousness. Dionysus left Thrace, and the red wine that had spilled from the god's cup soaked into the dirt of the earth, slowly drying, baking in the hot sun, 
from a blood red to barren brown. King Lycurgus returned to his throne, but his brash words, antagonizing a drunken god, backfired more than he could have predicted. It wasn't long before the god's parting gift showed its ugly face. Dionysus had cursed the king with temporary insanity, and slowly but surely, King Lycurgus fell into throes of madness. In his fits of psychosis, the king began destroying any vine he saw, as vines were a symbol for Dionysus, the god of wine, who often wore a crown of ivy. But the king was blinded by the spell, cursed with hallucinations, and in his outburst of rage against the vines, he tragically mistook his own son for a mature trunk of ivy. When the king regained his senses, he wept for the death of his son, and as his tears hit the ground, they became the very first cabbages on earth. From this story grew the belief carried by Greeks and Romans that a natural opposition exists between cabbages and vines. It became tradition, one that is still touted even today, to snack on cabbage leaves of all kinds, including kale, before a night of revelry, to deter consequences typically felt the following morning. The End Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. Bye.